0: It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to Twinfo.com.au and DoubleBub.com.au. It's
1: Talking Twins and More, a multiple birth podcast with myself, Naomi, from Twinfo.com.au. Normally I do have a co-host, but um, as we all know, with multiples, life happens and um, my co-host has suddenly had to disappear. So rather than cancel this um, interview that we had already lined up, I thought I would just jump on and do it by myself um, because I have an amazing guest and I'm really looking forward to chatting too. So welcome
0: to Talking Twins and War, Shanice. Hello, hello. This is actually very exciting to do. (laughs) No one's ever interested in hearing my stories.
1: (laughs) Ah, definitely. No, listening to stories is great. I know um, one of the reasons I started TwinFo was because I did IVF to have the babies. And um, the whole time I was doing IVF for quite a few years, all I read was fertility stories and success stories and everything like that. Um, And then when I was finally pregnant and then pregnant with twins, I was like, oh, my gosh, well, I need to stop looking at these fertility stories and move on to the next stage of my journey, which is being pregnant with twins. And um, I couldn't really find an awful lot. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of why I started Twinfo, was to get some blogs and everything like that, and then it evolved into the podcast. So, yeah, anyway, I digress. (laughs) Welcome on board. Let's have a little chat. So, in a very brief nutshell... Explain, introduce yourself, and then we'll dive into the nitty-gritty.
0: Cool. Um, Okay, so you said I'm Janice. Um, I'm a twin mum. My twins are number three and four. Um, They are fraternal twins, so I've got two, but they are the same gender, so I've got two little boys. Weekend, Um, and since they're number three and four, number one and two are also boys, so I have a little tribe of four boys a five-year-old boy, a four-year-old boy, and then the twins. So Aww. very, very busy household for us. We were the typical, well, let's try for a third to get a different sex. And um, we got two more boys. So that's just oh the way gosh. that our lives can out. Ah, you're a boy, Mum. That's great. I am a boy, Mum, and
1: I love it. Exactly. That's the thing, isn't it? Um, I can imagine, though, Um. Without wanting to cast any sort of aspersions on our wonderful community out there, or not our community, but the the community around us, I can only imagine people's reactions when um, you told them that you were having twins and they were boys. Did you find out the yes. gender?
0: Yes, we did find out the gender, and I remember just even yeah telling people that we were going to have twins. They're like, oh, are you hoping for at least a girl? Are you hoping for two girls? And it's always like, I really. To me, it didn't really matter. I was really like, oh, I've got two boys. I've got lots of nephews. So, like, I've been always around boy tribes. My husband, wanted; he was more of the one that, like, let's have a little girl. So he's got his little princess. Um, so it didn't really bother me. And it doesn't bother me when people would say or make comments like, oh, no, you're going to have your hands full. You've got two boys. Like, I just think people just don't know what to say. And so I, like, I would kind of just push it to the side and be like, no, I'm like, I'm excited. Like, you know, now." Now I get two more of what I already know. <laughs>
1: exactly. It is. Uh, it's, and that's what you need to do, what you just said, you know, you just push it aside because it's so easy to get bogged down And I know for me, after doing IVF for many years, um, and I actually wanted two boys. Um, yep. Nikki and I have talked about this a few times because she has two boys. Um, I really wanted two boys, but I got boy and girl, which, of course, I'm, I love and I'm really happy with and everything like that. But, of course, everyone always like, oh, well, you don't need to have any more now. You've got perfect pigeon pair. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'd love to have another child. I can't. So, you know, it's, yeah, it it makes it a bit difficult sometimes. Oh, So tell me about your reaction when you found out that you were pregnant with twins after going for number three (laughs) and getting number three and four.
0: Yeah, it was very. Um, I mean, obviously, we weren't expecting it. Um, we laugh about it afterwards because when we'd go for scans with our singletons, both times we went for, you know, you do your six-week scan or like, you know, the first one yeah. to confirm that to confirm that they're in there. We'd always say to the sonographer, "Is there only one?" And then, like, we both would. Or I had always thought we'd love to have twins, um, probably just to have the baby or the baby stage done early um so when we went for a scan with the twin pregnancy obviously not knowing we did it didn't even cross our minds or like it wasn't even in our radar ever that like thinking okay well we still want twins so let's put that energy out there it just I remember going and we had a, she scanned me first and she was like oh I, I need to do another type of scan if you don't mind just um, share to do I to do the internal scan so she's like oh just pop if you can just pop out get dressed and then come back in and then when I thought about it after I was like she's definitely composing <laughs> herself <laughs> to tell us that we had twins I remember my husband just on the back um behind me he started crying when she said you've got twins oh my and God. because I looked at it as soon as as soon as the screen came on I was like I looked at the screen I'm like there's two things on the screen, and she's like, "They're <sighs> <me> twins." <laughs> so, and we were just—it was such a surreal moment, as you would know too. Like, it's so—it's like, so nice when you do go for a scan. It kind of felt like a first-time pregnancy thing for me because I'd done singleton first-time scans, and you kind of—it sounds terrible, but you kind of like lose that—lose um, that kind of magic feeling, like, "Oh, there's their heartbeat." Um, so coming third time around you just it's kind of like a it's a task to do and then so when we're doing it and then it just felt a bit more um, surreal like this is not happening like are we really going to be twin parents um yeah so and we went home straight away to tell um my mom and my sister who were at our house waiting for us with the with our singletons at the time and they just it was just a, a surreal moment for them as well
1: I can only imagine? And what were some of the first things going? Because going from two to four children, that's quite a lot, you know, like from that's a big jump, you know, you can yes. no longer fit in a standard car,
0: you know. You no, so we had to upgrade our car, we had to, you know, this we had to look for double pram. So, um, I think when I gave birth, um, our eldest was three and our second had just turned two um so which sounds really young I mean it is really young um so we still had like to make sure that we had the right type of um yeah like going out we had to, I had to upgrade my pram which I was really sad about <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, change our card, like look for the right car seats, um, stuff like that. And we're really fortunate that um, we actually had a couple that we knew that had twin grand, um, twin grandchildren um, that we're really close to. So we got a lot of hand-me-downs from their daughter um, that didn't need lots of like capsules, lots of um, clothing, um, like sleep sacks and docker tots type stuff. The twin credible, which was great. <laughs> ah, yes um which stuff that I would have never looked at and gone oh do I really need to spend the money to get that and stuff like that so um it's it was so good to like start building like a twin parent community just around people um you know around me in my inner circle anyway so it was nice
1: that's really you're lucky because um I didn't really know anyone who had twins um I I had a very close colleague and good friend of mine who had triplets um so she was my go-to person um uh, she was, what, I think, one of the first people I told that um, that it was twins and things like that just because, obviously, she, I was like, oh, help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But anyway, and how, how was your twin pregnancy different from your um, singleton pregnancies?
0: Um, to be honest, it was, oh, it's terrible to say, but I love putting it out there, is that it was completely normal, quotation marks, normal so I had relatively easy pregnancies with my singletons and i i my twin pregnancy was on par with them so I didn't um I didn't have gestational diabetes I didn't have um I didn't have any I did not have any problems to be honest I remember going to like my OB appointments and they'd be like this is they told me this is actually a really uneventful <laughs> twin pregnancy yeah. um they were growing at like a great rate um they i think from about they were always head down but i think from about that um about 24 week mark the twin two so twin two that was at top he was all he started to do you know the cartwheels around and would always change position um which was fine to me um, as long as twin one was always head down. So, um, and I think that probably the biggest hurdle in um, my doctor's appointments and all of that type of stuff was really just trying to assert myself in the fact that I wanted to have a vaginal delivery. Um, going through the public system, um, you don't, I mean, you don't have much option in general, like between, t- you know, choosing what type of delivery or who delivers your babies or anything like that. Um. I have always for all of my pregnancies opted to have a student midwife follow me um, just because I'm in the public system just to have one consistent, um, you know, carer with me to, you know, know and help me assert what I want for my pregnancy. That's
1: um, I've spoken to lots of people that had student midwives. I had one myself. Unfortunately, um, she wasn't able to be at the birth or anything, um, it just circumstances, which was a real shame. Um, but she was yeah. really lovely and it was really nice to have that extra person there, particularly for me being a first-time mum, to explain a few yeah. to me and, Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I remember and you can be quite picky with them too. So I always had like someone that was in their third year (laughs) of their degree and um that type of stuff. But um yeah, so she and so she was so thankful to me too when I chose her to follow me on a twin pregnancy because um even the midwife um when I'd go to my midwife appointments, they'd be like, You're very lucky to get to follow a twin pregnancy because not people, not many people in the public system get to follow along and get that experience um which is one of the main reasons why I chose to have a student midwife I'm like as many people like I just wanted to normalize twin pregnancies absolutely um yeah so and basically every time I'd see an OB they would always remind me about the you know the dangers of delivering vaginally for um you know for twins um so I think if you are having a relatively smooth pregnancy and you really do want to have a vaginal delivery, you really need to, like, stand firm in your ground because if I had given into um many of the OBs that had pushed me towards, you know, a C-section is definitely um, safer, then I don't know if my recovery would have been as good, nearly as good as it was having a vaginal delivery.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think that um, it, it is... <clears throat> You know, people used to say to me when they found out I was having twins, you know, they'd be like, oh, so you'll have to have a caesarean and everything. Now, yeah, you know, it's kind of puts a bit of a dampener on the whole thing. Um, I mean, definitely in some cases there's medical reasons or certain yeah, like
0: if you, you have different.
1: twins or anything like that, then, you know, there's a lot of different reasons. Um, I really wanted to have a vaginal birth. Unfortunately, I had a medical issue that caused yeah. I had to have a caesarean and that's it. But I, I agree with you because... I found as well when I would say to them, "Oh, look, I'd like to try and deliver them vaginally," they'd be, "Oh," and I was like, "Well, let's just see how it goes." So, yeah, yeah. standing firm and definitely being your own advocate is um, important.
0: Yeah, I think so too, um, and especially because I remember saying to one of the um, one of the OBs that was quite um, quite against the C sections, um, and she would just reiterate to me the dangers of it, which I clearly understood and understand um you know the dangers of it but I remember saying to her but how are people going to get the experience if the test subjects are always being pushed towards you know a c-section how is how are any of the midwives or any of the ob's going to have the opportunity to assist delivering twins multiple pregnancies if anyone that seems to come through the door with you know with multiple pregnancies then how are they ever going to gain that experience and know what's going to happen if they can't deliver via C-section or if you know anything like that? So, um, yeah, standing firm is definitely one of the things that I would highlight to any um, anyone pregnant that definitely wants to try for a vaginal del- delivery.
1: Oh, good on you! So, when did you have your babies? What gestation? Um, Thirty-eight and three. Oh my gosh, you really did! Yeah,
0: so I did get. I said, yeah, I did get very far. That's actually further than my second singleton was born at 38 weeks. (laughs) So the twins made it further. um, Yeah. than that, and that was, so another thing that I was very firm on was that I did not want to be induced um, other than if you can break my waters because I've already started to dilate. Um, So that was another thing um, that they would push for. So they always wanted around the, between thirty six and thirty seven weeks, it was always talks about okay. Let's talk about your induction day. And I said, I don't want to be like I don't need a balloon catheter. I don't want you know any type of drug to start it along. If I'm dilated, then you can you know pop my waters and let's see if it progresses. But I really like I'm of the opinion that babies will come when they come. Um, and I don't I didn't want it to I didn't want them to um, push anything along if I was planning on like pushing them out vaginally. Um, yeah, so 38 and 3 was our magic number. And, um, yeah, in terms of delivery, it kind of went all smoothly. So I, I remember going in, feeling um, rather anxious, as you do with pregnancy um, and labour. And I, we we went in, the doctor checked me nearly straight away, and he was like, oh, you, you, <laughs> I'm surprised you can't feel anything, um, like any contractions, because they had me all hooked up. He checked me below and was like, Oh, you're having contractions and you're like, you are dilated. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, okay, no, I can't feel anything. Can't so feel had anything. your waters broken by then? No, they hadn't. He was like, If you want, I can break the waters now. Mm-hmm. And so he broke them. And I think within about half an hour, I could start to feel the contractions.
1: How does that happen? Because you had fraternal twins. Do they break both?
0: No, so they, well, I don't, to be honest, I don't know how that works i, I know that, what, that to be no, honest no yeah i didn't i haven't actually i don't think I've thought of that like i i know when you when i delivered my fraternal twins it was twin twin placentas together so because then oh, that's another yeah. awesome thing sometimes me is it like twin placenta twin placenta like no it's like three three big pushes to get twin twin and then placenta out so in terms of breaking waters, I don't know. actually I didn't even ask them. That's a good question. Yeah, no, I just thought about that. I wonder I, I'm assuming they just break the first waters. Yeah because one of them, so th- by that time too, the doctor told me oh, they're both head down, which I was like, oh thank goodness. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're
1: both fantastic.
0: Head yeah. So yeah, the top twin had flipped. Yeah, and didn't flip back when it suddenly had all the room and was able to stretch out. No, 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 you didn't. Thank goodness, as well. So um, yeah, when it came to delivery, um, I think they were born about six hours later after my waters had broken. Um, which I thought was great. Then I wasn't um bed bound. I did have to. I did have an epidural. Um, you know, in case I um, needed to deliver the next one via um, c-section um so i think it went relatively fast um considering um yeah so oh, that's brilliant. it was very exciting and i didn't have to have any um so my student midwife did get to help deliver the twins so i didn't have to i didn't have to have any ob um not interference assistance they kind of like checked everything was going fine um, and the midwives it was just the midwives um, that you know got to help deliver the babies, which I was really um, excited about. No yeah, no real medical assistance. They were both born um, quite decently. One was smaller than the other. so the one that came out first, he was um, he was a whole kilo smaller than the second twin. Okay. And what were their weights? Uh, 2.6 kilos and 3.6. Wow, that's an awful lot about baby in your tummy. <laughs> it was yeah. They did have the measuring like quite similar, but then I remember at my, I think it was, it would have been around the 34, 36-week mark, the second the second twin or the twin that came out first anyway, he was measuring a little bit smaller because of the way that they, they were just like, oh, we can't really measure him because he's like really down and the other twin's blocking him. So they weren't sure if he had, um, if he was just slowing down because um, the other twin was taking up all the space, really. (laughs) Um, But 2.6 kilos was still relatively um, healthy for the twin. That's amazing. Yes. That's it. And
1: 3.6 was the other one. That's huge.
0: Yes. Yes. So there were, um, yeah, very good-sized babies. They were, um, I think, a contraction apart, I think. Um, I just remember having the twin twin one put onto my chest and I'm like, what do I what do I do next? So what am I supposed to do? And they're like, <laughs> like I was like, is the next one coming? <laughs> and the midwife just said, if you feel the need to push, then push if you don't like it, the next contraction. But if you don't, then don't force it. Um, and I remember the next twin was born seven minutes officially after the first twin. So um, yeah, it was only a contraction or two. Um, apart for the twins being born so yeah went amazing.
1: very fast you didn't need any special care time or anything like that that was straight in
0: with you no they're straight they're straight in with me um yeah we didn't even we we weren't even in the hospital for we i think we left after the 24 hour
1: yeah, period wow. as
0: well so in terms of recovery for myself i i felt great like i um I didn't need any um, like stitches. I didn't have any grazes. Um, they kind of they kind of just fell out.
1: <laughs> That's so encouraging to hear because, as I said, like you just hear so many negative stories. People always want to tell you the worst story they've heard. No,
0: okay. so, I know, and so I remember nice. being pregnant and trying to find information for myself too. And I just read these doom and gloom, um, you know. Horror stories, which sounds terrible for those that have had to endure a lot during, you know, twin and multiple pregnancies, um, which does happen a lot of the time. Um, But there's also a significant amount of women that go through twin pregnancies um, quite smoothly, um, which is very, very fortunate to happen. Um, And I just wanted that to be put out there because, yeah, I just remember not being able to find much information about um, really uneventful. (laughs) boring <laughs> twin pregnancies. Um, like I was even one of those people that thought, oh, you, you know, you're having more than one. You need to, you do need to have a C-section. I I remember watching um, years ago, that movie, what to expect, what we're expecting or something like
1: mm-hmm. And one of
0: the ladies having twins and I thought, oh, she has to have a C-section. Like that's just what happens. And I remember someone, one of my aunties looking at me and going, no, you don't have to. And I thought she was wrong. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is. And people say, oh, you won't be able to breastfeed, or oh, you won't be able to do that, or they're going to be born prematurely and all of that. Yeah. Kind of thing. And yet there's plenty of people out there that um, go on to have, um, you know, the birth that they'd hoped for. Yeah. And it is uh, it is hard because, I mean, I didn't get the birth that I wanted, um, but, you know, at the end I still have my babies and that was all that, that really mattered to me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah. yeah. And um, so talk us through um, coming home with two newborns (laughs) compared to coming home with a singleton.
0: Yeah, it was very different. And I think because that was my shortest stint in hospital. So I was used to, with my singletons, I did three days in hospital um, and then came home. Whereas with the twins, we just did 24 hours care. Um, There was nothing wrong with me. I didn't need any, I didn't need any care myself. The twins were in great health, um, according to the um the support staff So um it was very different. I kind of forgot what it was like on day two or night number two of having one baby, let alone two. Um and then having two so we had our two singletons home with us too. They just didn't want to go. They don't want to borrow going you know to with my mom or with my sister or (laughs) with anyone they just wanted to be around the baby so we did like just let them stay with us um and I remember on that first night of them staying home so they were in the cot we just had the cot set up in our room um they were both sleeping in the cot we had mattresses on the ground for the um for the two older brothers to sleep on and I remember through the night with one of the twins crying and then one of my sons just sitting up and holding his ears going, mommy, it's too loud. Oh, bless. Oh. Um, so it was a little bit of an adjustment. You kind of forget really fast once you're out of that newborn stage, um, how different of a routine <laughs> or not a routine twins are. Yeah. Um, I didn't breastfeed any of my children. So um, it was just trying to get um, into a routine of do we feed them at the same time? Um, my husband had his two weeks off, two or three weeks off with us, and it, but um, it was still trying to find my own routine of, yeah, am I feeding them at the same time or am I going to try and um, do one after the other? And I think that's probably something that I just went constantly back and forth between throughout that whole, you know, 12-week period of them being a little newborn. Um, Yeah, and trying to, I think, with the twins, that was the first time that I actually looked into a sleep program or some type of, not going to a school, but I just wanted some type of direction about a schedule. With having singletons, you kind of know, like, you kind of get told, or there's lots of information out there about, you know, feeding, sleeping, like, that whole routine. Whereas with twins, I actually couldn't find anything that have suggestions, but no specific. um, I followed the little ones program. Um, and but and they had suggestions for twins, but it wasn't a specific twin guide. Yeah. Um, and it worked. It, like I can And I adapted it. It works. Obviously, they're fit and healthy two year olds now. <laughs> um, but it was really hard for me to just get some proper direction that was free to um, to follow. Anyway.
1: Yeah. No. Definitely. Um, I think that that's something. I, I mean, for me. Oh my gosh, my kids. I love them to death, but, oh, I blame them for all my grey hairs. They were terrible sleepers. <laughs> and I often look back and I, I don't know whether it was me, did I cause that or did it, you know, it, and that's one thing I always found quite stressful um, was thinking, is this my fault or is it something I'm not doing right or anything like that? Yeah. So well, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's really refreshing to hear such a... Um, you know,
0: almost like a perfect birth, isn't it, for you? Perfect. Protations. Yes. more Like a more positive, I just find it. Um, It's not the be all and end all. It's, it's perfect in terms of, you know, you don't get to go. You don't have as much stresses as I know some women like yourself um, had to go through to get their little babies. Um. Yeah, so...
1: It's really hard because, I mean, there's no such thing as a perfect pregnancy and a perfect birth, is there? I mean, in my eyes, even though I had so many problems with my pregnancy, um, it was still perfect for me. And same with my birth. Even though I didn't get what I had initially wanted, um, you know, I got my end goal, which is my two babies. (laughs) um, Yeah. I couldn't think of anything better now. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. I've really enjoyed um, chatting to you and I'm sure that it's going to be super interesting and beneficial for other um, expectant parents and other families to listen to. So thanks so
0: much for sharing. Great. Thanks. It's been good being here. It's Talking Twins and More with Nicks and Naomi. Thanks to Twinfo.com.au and NikkiAinley.com.